Hello and welcome to Bookworms. My name is Bex and I love books. Hopefully you do as well. Today we have got some brilliant authors for you. I'll be giving you the rundown on what is coming out very soon and what books need to check out in the bookshops. We have got the return, finally, of David Solomons and we've got a little chat with Frances Maloney about her brand new book. So lots and lots of reasons to stick around and listen to this podcast, if you please. First of all, I tell you what, we're going to check in with David Solomons. Now, David is an old friend of the show. You may know him from many, many books he's written previously. And his newest one, A Beginner's Guide to Ruling the Galaxy, we have given the title of Book of the Month here at Fun Kids because it is particularly awesome and very, very funny. So let's chat to David all about it. I am joined right now by friend of the show, David Solomons. How are you doing? I'm doing very well and very pleased to be your friend. (laughs) You really are. I was looking back through my notes because I keep notes of every person I've interviewed. And I think I've interviewed you at least four times. Uh, I've I've got them all saved on my phone here. Uh, But it's been a long time since we've spoken. It has been a long time. I can't think why. Yeah, we must have spoken a lot. I've written um, written a lot of books. (laughs) You've written loads and loads of books. I know. Uh, So for our listeners right now who are thinking, I know David Solomons, but where do I know him from? Where do I know? You know him from one of the shelves on WH Smith. I'm not, and other other retailers are available. Sure, it's okay. It's fun, kids. You're okay. You can say whatever you want. My first book was called My Brother is a Superhero, and it was it was quite successful, actually. Am I allowed to say that? It sure was. Yeah, you can absolutely say that. <laughs> Brag away to your heart's content. Um, and it sort of spurred another four sequels, um, which finished with My Cousin as a Time Traveler, and then. And then my publisher said, great, that's done. Um, what's next? <laughs> and so I had to come up with something new, which is why kind of what we're here to talk about today. Well, amongst other things. Well, so I, mean, I was going to also say, I need to mention that you are a bit of a Doctor Who kind of expert as well. Well, I, you know, I'm not claiming that on, an, on any kind of airwave because there are actual Doctor Who experts out there who will there come for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you have to be careful with that, don't you? <laughs> I, am a, I am a fan. Yeah, I've written, I've written two Doctor Who books featuring 13 uh, the uh, soon-to-be former uh, Doctor, mm-hmm. and um, I absolutely loved doing that. I loved being. I wrote them for the little boy I used to be. Um, it used to be Doctor Who was on at five fifteen on a Saturday evening, and that was the highlight of my week. And the thought that in the future. Uh, appropriately enough, I would get to write and play about in that universe or Hooniverse. Hooniverse, yeah, of course. Uh, it's just wonderful. So, um... so yeah, I think our listeners will know you from a lot of places. I have to say also, you mentioned on the bookshelves. Whenever I see your name on a bookshelf, I'm like, I know him. I get really excited. <laughs> like, I know David Solomon. So, yes, thrilled that you're here. Um, so you mentioned you had to you had to think of something new. Yes, I did. I did. And the new book, uh, the new book is called A Beginner's Guide to Ruling the Galaxy. And um, I've, I've been thinking about this. I mean, you know. I, I can talk about the characters and about the story, but basically it's Star Wars in the suburbs. I was thinking about this. Um, so when I was nine years old, uh, Star Wars was... Well, so Star Wars came out in the US in 1977. It came out in the UK on at the very end of 77, but actually it was only... It was big in 78, right? Okay. Sorry about this preamble. Basically... I had like six months to get excited about it. And I was just, I was vibrating with excitement <laughs> um, to see this film. And my dad packed us on the car. We went into Glasgow city centre and saw the queues going round and round the block to queue up to see Star Wars, which I could not believe I was about to see. He couldn't get parked and he drove straight home. <laughs> so I realised that stayed with me. And so the new book is kind of about Star Wars and, and parking. Star Wars and Puck. I can't think of any other author who's come into Fun Kids and said that is the inspiration for their books. 
yeah, the disappointment of missing out on seeing the greatest film of all time because my dad couldn't get a parking space. Oh, I mean, um, great. I love this already. I mean... The, the book is... Um, it, it's about uh, a boy and a girl this time. Um, and um, Gavin lives next door to Nikki and he just thinks she's a normal, regular human schoolgirl with her family and uh, then discovers one day, uh, to his great surprise, that actually she is a galactic princess hiding out on the run from her uh, parents who are rulers of the galaxy and who are evil, really properly evil, and who are, for reasons I won't go into, but are, are, want her back, mm-hmm. need her, and are going to fight over her. And if they have to blow up the earth in, in the course of getting her back, they're quite happy to do that. And so Gavin is drawn into this very uh, unexpected world. And it's it's not an accident that they live next to him because she, Nikki, actually is using him. She's trying to blend in. She is effervescent, vivacious, extraordinary. And he, it turns out, is the most cosmically ordinary being in the galaxy. <laughs> he doesn't know that until she informs him. And she is. She needs him basically to mentor her and how to to blend in and fit in and, and disappear. Um, but he's he's like, it's the worst superpower ever. Uh, I'm so utter- but it turns out to be really useful. So how how is he so normal? How is he so standard? What is his? You know that that idea of, of the everyman that 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 I think a lot of novels to get you into an extraordinary world lead you in with a with like an everyman character, somebody we can all relate to. Yeah. And I suppose Gavin is is like the extreme version of the everyman. There's no more to. There's no reason he's he's the most cosmically ordinary because I chose him to be, and I am the ruler of the, this particular galaxy <laughs> of words. Um, and I thought it would be funny. I have a thing about chosen ones in okay. books. Um, I love books where the boy or girl has been chosen to save the world and is given the sword of power or whatever. But I can't write them. I, I, I mean, I could write them, but I, I kind of pull away from them. I love it when the main character is standing next to the chosen one. So that was my brother's a superhero. Yeah, of course. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. And and this too, although Nikki is kind of chosen and she's extraordinary, Gavin is exactly the opposite mm-hmm. and um, it really appealed to me just to have this character uh, it's tricky though because as an idea it's, it's like really simple I'll make him the most insignificant inconsequential person being in the galaxy but then he better not be boring on the page so he has to be it has to be really fun to read yes um, that's that's the trick which I hope I've pulled off that's a difficult balance of course as well you have to balance him off against Nikki who is this amazing I mean a space princess is pretty cool and her name isn't actually Nikki so when they are one of the other reasons they need a, an earthing to help them is so she's there with her bodyguard and with a robot who looks like and who are pretending to be her mom and dad and Bart who is pretending to be her brother but they all chose names based on statistical occurrence figuring that if they chose words that were absolutely kept coming up in earth languages they would blend in they wouldn't stick out so she chose the name nike uh-huh. dad is samsung mum is mercedes and they are the apples oh that's amazing and then they realized that this wasn't actually the best way to fit in by, by calling yourself after what turns out to be um yeah brands yeah. so so uh, gavin helps them out with that it must have been quite a daunting to start a whole new I mean, I'm. Is it a series? Would we? Are we gonna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm currently uh, writing the second one, um, right. and uh, it's it's actually going. If, if my editor's listening, it's going really well, Kirsty. <laughs> it's definitely doing well, and he's definitely not slacking off by coming to Fun Kids. It's totally fine. Yeah, it is. It's lovely to play about with with new characters, and I had um, a real wrench leaving the first series behind. So much so that I wrote myself into the last book, um, so that 
I, in order to say goodbye to these characters who have meant so much to me, um, in the last book of the superhero series, they, they have, the school has an author visit. And uh, Luke, the main character who's not listening and never blooming listens, thinks that there's a French guy called uh, Arthur Vizat who's come mm-hmm. to talk to them. And actually, he's a, he's the sweaty author with a books are my bag, tote bag, <laughs> who does a terrible uh, presentation. And it's me. And I, and I get to say goodbye to them. And they're very rude about me. That's a great thing to be able to do. I've never, I've, I've spoken to a few authors who have series. I've never, that's clever. That's a really clever way of working it out in your own head and saying goodbye to the, the readers as well, I guess. But only temporarily. Oh yeah, until you've, you've got Gavin and Nikki now. So you've got some new friends to go and play with. Do you have a favourite between Gavin and Nikki? Can you pick or are you... Do I have a favourite? Oh God, no, don't, don't make me pick. I like, you know, there are aspects of them that I, um, I like. I mean, she's, she's awful in many ways. I mean, she's really hard work. Um, but that's also quite appealing. You know, she's, she's, she knows what she wants and she goes after it. And... Um, she is direct. Let's put it all that. I wouldn't say she's rude. No, I would. She's rude. I was kind of hoping you were going to tell me who she was based on. Like there was somebody in your life. That... Oh God! Now I've set that up. Can I say she is slightly inspired by my six-year-old daughter? Oh really? <laughs> so the character, the Galactic Princess's uh, real name uh, is Zilara, which is X Y L A R R A. My daughter is Lara, L A R A, and yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get in so much trouble with her for this. But yeah, there, I mean, she knows. She quite likes it. Okay. So so my, my daughter loves princesses, unicorns, Darth Vader and Tudor executions. <laughs> that's such a good combination. <laughs> I think that says everything you need to know. Well, in which case, I mean, she... I, I would have insisted she be put into a book somewhere. Like, I, she needed to be she kind of too. shouldered her way in. Absolutely. I don't blame her at all. Uh, now, before I let you go, I do, of course, have to ask the obvious question. Uh... What would you do if you ruled the Galaxy Universe? What would your decree be? Um, it would be flexible deadlines for all authors. That's so specific. Of course, the author would say that, obviously. Uh, yeah, no, the other ones involve resurrecting something called the Netbook Agreement, which would also help me too, but it's a very boring answer as well. <laughs> Maybe, okay, free trips to Disney World. That's what I wanted to hear. That's, but, you know, also all of the author perks as well. That's Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, well, David, thank you so much for telling us all about the brand new book. Really appreciate it. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much to David. Now, I need to tell you about some brilliant books that are coming out at the moment. Ruth Doyle has a brand new book called The Zoo Inside Me. And Ruth is Anna Louise from Fun Kids' mum. So Anna Louise on the weekend has an author mum and Ruth is brilliant. And she knows a thing or two about animals because she runs an animal sanctuary by day. Now, we're going to have a little interview with Anna Louise's mum, Ruth, coming up very soon indeed. So keep an ear out for it. We also need to let you know about Bad Panda the Cake Escape by Swapna Haddo and Sheena Dempsey. Uh, Lynn the Panda is on a mission to find her best friend, Fu. He's disappeared! Has he been stolen by the horrid human? Well, only her badness can help her find him. I love any stories about pandas. And also Dogs of the Deadlands by Anthony McGowan. Big, big author. It's a tale of courage, companionship, and hope making the Carnegie Award-winning author of Lark a brand new story, especially for you. Uh, Now, the world is coming to an end in the book and dragged from her bed in the middle of the night and forced to leave her beloved puppy behind. Natasha has no idea if she'll ever return home. It's a pretty heavy book, but Anthony McGowan is an amazing author, so I think you will love it if you love his work. Now, finally, before I let you go, we need to check in with Frances Maloney and hear a little reading from her brand new book. So here we go. (laughs) 
Hello, I'm Frances Maloney, author of The Mystery of the Missing Mum. It's a story about Jake, a boy who wakes up one morning to discover that his mum has vanished into thin air, and it's up to him to find out where she has gone. Jake likes to have a plan, so he starts by making a list of all the places he could possibly think of where his mum might be. Maybe Tesco, he thinks. Or could she have gone on holiday? Or Christmas shopping? Could she be at a friend's house? And whilst he's busy trying to solve this mystery, he's also having to avoid the school bully who seems to have it in for him, deal with his dramatic teenage sister's mood swings, and work out why his best friend is acting strangely all at the same time. There are also some points in the book where you, the reader, might start to question Jake's version of events and find clues that point towards another version of the truth. The idea for the mystery of the missing mum came to me one morning when I was on my way to work. I was walking along, minding my own business, when this persistent, pedantic voice popped into my head and started telling me his story. And it was my job to get home sharpish and write it all down before I forgot any of it, as I could tell he wouldn't be best pleased about that. Jake's voice and the overall structure for the story started to take shape from that moment. I just had to fill in the blanks. The book was inspired by my own experience of growing up with a parent who suffered from a serious mental health condition. I wanted to create a nuanced and authentic picture of mental illness and those affected by it to help raise awareness and destigmatize this important subject. I also wanted anyone who was going through a similar situation to know they are not alone. For this reason, a lot of the flashbacks within the novel are based on my own childhood experiences. At its heart, The Mystery of the Missing Mum is a story about the importance of families and friendship in whatever form these may take. I set out to try and create a funny, entertaining mystery that also happens to explore issues surrounding mental health. Chapter 1. Things start to go wrong. I knew straight away that something was wrong on Monday morning when Mum didn't wake me up for school. Instead, I was woken abruptly by my sister Rose shrieking so loudly it would have roused everyone else in London at precisely the same time. It's eight o'clock, I heard her scream. Why didn't anyone wake me? Rose is my older sister. She is what scientists call a teenager. This basically means that she has to get up extremely early every day in order to get ready for school on time. She spends approximately five hours in the bathroom each morning. And when she comes out, she looks exactly the same as when she went in. We're going to be so late, she wailed. Mrs Crumpton is going to kill me. This is the end of my life. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Mrs Crumpton was Rose's form tutor and she wasn't a great one for tardiness, i.e. being late. This is when I decided that something was not quite right. Although Rose is a total drama queen at the best of times, it did seem very strange that Mum was literally nowhere to be seen. I decided I needed to investigate the situation more closely. I launched myself out of bed and still in my planet pyjamas, walked silently across the landing so as not to disturb the teenager when she was in full-on mega meltdown mode. Mum! I heard Rose screaming from her bedroom. Mum, where are you? By now I had reached Mum's door. The door was shut. This was a bit odd, as usually she leaves it slightly ajar, but I didn't feel it was a cause for great alarm at this stage. I knocked tentatively in case she was in one of her moods again, but still there was no reply. This was an interesting development, but again, not highly unusual. I opened the door carefully and peered inside. Nothing was out of place. The bed was neatly made. The curtains were tightly drawn. I decided to look under the bed. I didn't really think Mum would be under there, but it was where she hid the Christmas presents, and there were only nine days to go until the big day. 
it was completely bare, not even a dusty tumbleweed in sight. There were no presents. This really was a disaster of the highest order now. Mum, Rose continued to howl like a deranged werewolf. Mum! Her voice was so loud it definitely could have woken the dead. Whilst Rose continued to wail frantically, I decided to take matters into my own hands and look downstairs. Meanwhile, Rose flounced into the bathroom like a highly strung show pony and slammed the door aggressively behind her as she went. Awesome. Thank you so much to Francis and to David Solomons as well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you like, subscribe and follow wherever it is you found it. And I will be back very soon for more books. Bye.